Hey, I'm Johnny King, and I'm a life enthusiast, growth mentor, and lifestyle fulfillment coach, which means I've dedicated my entire life to helping anyone who feels like they're not making the most of their potential to level up and live the extraordinary life of their dreams. You deserve to be the king or queen of your own kingdom, and I'll be alongside to help you be the best version that you can be. I'm psyched that you're here, so let's get to it. What is up? What is up? It's Johnny King. Thank you for joining me. And I want to get into some important topics of conversation on this episode in this uh, as we lead into the political season, uh, but more in mass, just talking about how you go about feeding your mind. And that's why I enjoy doing this podcast. I do remember when I was, man, I don't know, junior high, high school. I was probably high school because I think I was driving myself. I was, yeah, I was driving myself and I was listening to like one of the first times that I was listening to like a a Tony Robbins CD. And he talked about the, the uber successful oftentimes are listening to, you know, motivational, inspirational uh, personal development type information on the daily. And he said, if you just listen to <laughs> his his cassette tapes, his CDs, or something like it on a consistent basis over your lifetime, it would, it would drastically shift. And I was like, that's it? He's like, you'll be successful if all you do is, you know, listen consistently to personal development. I was like, uh okay i'm in <laughs> and and you know i guess sure enough you know what this that was 25 years ago uh i've been doing that um and there if there's one thing that i certainly uh have taken away from that is that i'm just a positive person and i i think i was probably a positive person prior to that but it definitely helps fill my brain with uh you know what's possible versus what's not but don't get me wrong. I certainly still really struggle with my own sense of uh, lack of self-belief and my doubts and my fears. I think we're all human, but uh, I definitely spend a lot more time focusing on what's possible and and focusing on what you can learn and the glass being half full than than the other side. So I'm in this book club with a whole bunch of other guys, and right now we're reading a book called The Compound Effect. Uh, by Dan Hardy. Is that right? I don't, why am I totally blanking on his name? Um, anyways, so, uh, Darren Hardy, my bad, my bad, Darren. Um, that being said in the fifth chapter, he talks about influences and he talks about, uh, that there's, you know, three different types of influences that we're all affected by. The one is input, like what we feed our mind, which is what we were just talking about. Associations, the people with whom you spend your time, and then the environment, your surroundings, okay? So he goes on to kind of say garbage in and garbage out. Um, like how – I think about it too uh, pretty dramatically – dramatically? No. Pretty uh, consistently as it rega- in regards to garbage in, garbage out as it impacts my body and my performance. Now, I've always been an athlete of sorts – but I've also been even more triggered and, uh, I guess, really committed to 
taking care of my health because I saw with my parents and with a lot of my family members of, you know, ways of how not to do it. And it becomes really easy as you get older to use all of the, the influences of life and the craziness of life to no longer prioritize your health. And just to say, oh, I'm getting older, or oh, I don't have time, or oh, this is just easier to grab this type of food. I, I won't let myself go down that road because I saw, well, and I experienced, it's not just I saw, I experienced being a little boy with parents who were overweight um, and not really able to participate. I remember going on a, uh, a, a rafting trip down the Grand Canyon <clears throat> with my family. And uh, my mom was, you know, overweight, and she really, really struggled at one point. I remember I we went on this little, like, side trip up this canyon to this beautiful kind of, like, oasis, like this uh, this pristine waterfall. And it's, like, it's all, of course, just rock and barren and desert, deserty, and then you kind of come around this bend, and then, boom, it's just, like, lush and green and almost like you'd imagine seeing a mirage, right? But I walked with her, and it took her so long um, to get there because she was out of shape. She was not, uh, didn't have great balance. She really struggled um, just with, you know, her <laughs> breathing cardiovascularly, right? And I held her hand literally most of that walk. I was such a mama's boy, right, all the way to that oasis and literally as she was just getting there she's like oh my gosh it's so pretty <laughs> when the when the guys were like all right everyone let's go time to go they'd already been there for like half an hour right 45 minutes i don't know and she just the look on her face and just how she was deflated she's like oh my god like all she did want she wanted to do was like sit down and enjoy it for half an hour but yet we had to turn right back around and walk out of the canyon and so I, that will always stick with me because it's like that's a great just metaphor for like how much time are you spending focusing on your health, allowing your health to slow you down from enjoying life. And so not only is the garbage in, garbage out as it relates to nutrition, but also even more so, more important is with your brain. You know, like how vigilant are you with protecting what you feed it, you know, and so that's that's where my mind goes to and what what uh, Darren Harding talks about in the compound effect, um, because he talks about you know your your brain is not designed to make you happy. Your brain has only one agenda, and that is to survive. You know, it's always watching for signs of lack and attack is what he talks about. Tony Robbins talks about the same thing. A lot of personal development guys talk about the same thing. Our brains are not set up for success or abundance or prosperity. It's actually looking for, uh, you know, what could harm us, what could, you know, scare us or threaten us. And that's why a lot of times our brain will naturally look for, and, and even with news, like why our brains will be so so attracted to, oh my gosh, here comes a hurricane, I've got to prepare, or oh my gosh, here comes a recession, or oh, we're watching this pandemic, you know, spread across the, the world, I've got to go get toilet paper, you know, whatever the case might be, we're looking for things uh, that we can latch onto so that we can be prepared 
to survive, if that makes sense, right? It's literally programmed to seek out the negative, the, the dwindling resources, the destructive weather, whatever's out there to hurt you, as Darren writes in his book, so that you can make sure that you prepare, right? So that's why, you know, whether we turn on the TV, the radio, we, got bomb- we get bombarded by so much, you know, about robberies and looting and fires and killings and murders and the tanking economy. And, you know, our brain just kind of goes straight towards like, oh, my gosh, like I've got to I've got to I've got to worry about this. I've got to make sure that I'm prepared. I've got to, you know, uh, it just it just feeds off of it. Right. And so I think that's that's a big part of um, what I have actually grown up with as well in my family my grandfather, I remember when he when he figured out how to use his computer. Um, my mom, my whole family. A lot of it is, it, it, it focus. You know, I've grown up focusing on like there's all these bad things. You know, we have to be prepared for, and especially around the political season. You know, friends and family they get uber scared. Like, and but it's always like, well, but, but you just got you just got to be prepared. You know, you just need to know. Just make sure you're aware, make sure that, you know, all under this like umbrella of like making sure that you're, you know, keeping, keeping your, your head on straight while we dive headlong into, you know, just garbage, 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 garbage. And it just creates this huge sense of fear. Right. And I used to see it a lot with my, with my mom. It just was like the, the times of of uh the political season was such a like a an energized fired up time right and it was always like the clintons are horrible the bushes are great um you know and there was just books all around the entire house about how uh you know conservatism is is wonderful and being on the left being liberals is is you know horrible and just very polarizing right I kind of just grew up feeling like, you know what, I just, I just don't like the, uh, the division that that creates, right? Um, and so the, the, I do remember my mom telling me something that stuck with me as well that Darren Harding talks about actually um, in part of his book where she said, you know, if you had a glass of dirty, just say it's just caked full of mud, maybe it's a glass or a something that that you pull out from underneath the the ground it's been sitting in that in that soil for years right <clears throat> now how could you go about cleaning that glass i could i could get in there and scratch it with my fingernail and try to wipe it away with my fingers and like that would take forever right she's like how long would that take you if you were to actually try to clean it with your bare hands i was like oh my gosh like to get that thing like crystal clear clean, like I don't know if I could even do that just with my hands because then my hands would get dirty. She's like, exactly. She's like, the best way to clean that dirty, muddy glass is literally just to begin pouring in clean, pure water. I was like, okay. She's like, the more clean water you pour in, the more dirt will be flushed out when, when that glass is overflowing, Right? And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. That's a really good metaphor. And I've never forgotten that. And I kind of just feel like that is my, the way that I approach my day-to-day and with my thought, you know. 
uh, I flush out the the, the negative uh, headlines and news and things like that. And quite frankly, I don't read any of it uh, or very little of it um, because I know I have friends and family who will keep me informed. <laughs> uh, they're they're kind of like the the sirens, if you will. Um, and as things come in, I just kind of choose to like, oh, that's interesting. And I just listen to my heart to see if, if something resonates or if it just seems like it's all just more fear-mongering, which is typically more of what it is. But I use, you know, just that instinct just and then just allowing myself to focus on the positivity, um, inspirational, supportive ideas to flush out all the negative. Because unless you're unless you're spending a lot of time watching news, right, uh, taking in these kind of salacious headlines, and then you actually do something about it, awesome, kudos. <laughs> then you need to be on the, you know, the front lines and the, you know, the forefront of what's going on in the world, right? I'm not talking about burying your head in the sand and, you know, allowing, allowing uh, our freedoms as Americans and as people to be given away. Now, that would be the, the argument by certain people by saying like, oh, you've got to be aware because, you know, this is, this is what's being taken away from us. You know, if that's the case, well, then what, what are we going to do about it? I was talking to someone recently. I'm like, well, what are you going to do? Like, why do, you, why do you get so scared? And why do you read all this stuff? Well, I'm scared that, he said, I'm scared that our freedom is going to be taken away. I'm like, okay. Um, well, how do you go about keeping our freedoms from going away? Well, you've got to vote for the right people. I'm like, okay, can you vote right now? No, we vote in November. Okay. And this is what, July? Most people that I talk to, you know, especially my family, they already know who they're going to vote for. And yet they spend a lot of time getting worked up when they could be spending precious hours, uh, minutes, hours, Focusing on something different. Now, obviously, I'm on my soapbox, and this is just one man's opinion. But I spend just more time, um, I guess, standing guard <laughs> of my thought, flushing a lot of the negativity out of my mind. Because for me, I don't work well when I am overwhelmed or in a fearful place. I certainly don't believe I make any really good positive <laughs> Uh, choices for my life when I'm making it from fear. And I have a lot of friends and family who will argue that, oh, no, 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 this isn't coming from a place of fear. This is just coming from a place of of being, you know, <laughs> being aware, being, um, you know, being clued in. Um, and, but, but like I was talking to this individual, I was like, if if you don't believe in God, then yeah, you've got a you've got a really good case for being scared out of your mind, right? If you do actually truly believe in a God, and you believe that He She really is governing all of us, that doesn't mean we are given a uh, you know a free pass and not not needing to take responsibility of what's happening in our country or happening in the world. I'm not saying that. But I do have to ask you then, like, who really is in control, right? And what are you willing to do to change things, right? So 
Are you having those conversations? Are you uh, are you getting out and voting? Are you making those calls? You know, within your state to the the leaders that are representing us. Like, are you doing all those things, or are you just spending day after day reading headlines? You know, watching <laughs> the news, reading the newspaper. You know, because if you think about it, uh, the what the average American drives what 12,000 miles a year right um in this book compounding effect he talks about that uh that 12,000 miles what where is this he says 12,000 miles uh equates to what um i don't know where is it i lost my place i'm sorry um i think he said like 300, 3,000, it's probably more like 3,000 hours of time that you spend in the car each and every single day. I'm sorry, each and every single year, right? Um, That you can use to pour in or, you know, to pour in garbage or to pour in clean water, okay? So for me, it is... there's just so much you've got to be willing to stand guard. And for me, whether we're talking about, um, you know, <laughs> CNN or billboards or screaming tabloid headlines, um, even your friends, family members, your own negative mental tapes that go on, like you have to be really, really clear about how you stand guard at that, you know. There's a lot of that that I don't even participate in and call me ignorant or call me, you know, sticking my head in the sand. I don't really care. I choose to to focus my life on what my gifts are and just looking at pouring that back into the world rather than taking my energy, getting super scared about what's going on in the world and then just stewing about it while I sit (laughs) alone in my in my house, right? And and I I took the same approach during COVID, during the the hardest, you know, couple of months of COVID, where I spent a lot of time by myself as well and I could just sit around and do nothing and watch TV or play video games or I could do something more positive, right? I started this uh this podcast right like literally a week before COVID really hit hard. Um I've been writing a book, right? So again, I don't say all that to to toot my own horn. But just to say that there's plenty of opportunities for all of us to, to, to take time and to intentionally focus on how you are pouring light and clean water, if you will, into your own mind and into the world versus, you know, taking, taking from the world and to be kind of absorbing all the, again, the sensational, salacious, 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 headlines and energy that it wants to feed you and take that on and 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 harbor it within your body that's just like eating crap food as well you know um and i just don't feel like it's uh it's all that (laughs) all that good for you you know so anyways um i would say in in challenging you if you're up for this challenge i'd say to take a, a a digital detox to take a media diet, just see what your thoughts are. And I, and I have plenty of friends who've 
said, you know what, hey, I'm doing a digital detox or I'm getting off of social, me- or social media or Facebook for a week or a month or a year, like, and I have not run into any of those friends and had them be like, oh, man, my life was so much better when I had Facebook or social media <laughs> or, man, I'm really missing, you know, that level of connection. Like, there's some... I'm personally only on social media just for business-related stuff. And for the most part, I pop on, I know what I'm going to do for when I'm on social media, and I jump off uh, because I know it's very, very, you know, addictive to just spend hours swiping on uh, on Instagram or whatever else, right? TikTok, that's why I don't even have TikTok or uh, a lot of the other social media platforms even on my phone and I have a client right now who who struggles with that and uh, one of the first things we did was was had have him time audit he audited how he was spending his time over a week and so each and every single half an hour he was keeping just like it's just like food journaling right what are you putting into your body is what he was putting into his mind and he said just in our call yesterday that he actually is starting to see some glimmers of <laughs> what life could look like when he's intentional and he's on point and he's getting his shit done versus just this kind of like, uh, I don't know, like he talks about just this this habit or this addiction of just like he has a few minutes here and there, he just fl- flips open his phone and he starts reading news. And it gets him super worried. And when he's worried then that keeps him from doing the work that he needs to do. And next, next thing you know, it's, you know, 5.30, 6, 6.30. He's like, oh, my God, I haven't done all this work I need to do today. So then he's scrambling to – so then he works too late because he actually hasn't worked during the day because he wasn't intentional, right? But then he's exhausted and he's scared and he can't turn his brain off at night. So then he stays up watching TV and then he's eating food because that makes him feel more comforted. But then he feels like he's now really low energy because he's – eating or he's feeling crappy, you know, he's gaining weight versus losing weight. See how there's, there's this, I mean, it goes back to this compound effect book, but like this is the, the downward spiral, you know? And so my challenge for you is to take a media diet or a digital detox until you can, until you can look at your life <laughs> and say that you are living it on point. And I'm not talking about being perfect. I'm just talking about giving yourself a hundred percent commitment towards Dialing in your, your physical health, dialing in your mental and emotional health. Are you emotionally fit or are you going online, you know, reading news and then sending it out to your friends or posting it on, on Facebook and just telling everyone like, oh, you got to be prepared. And like, like I get there's a, a certain part of being prepared. And then there's also part of like everyone hoarding toilet paper and being like, okay, what are we doing guys? Like, Really? So there's a fine line, and you have to find that fine line for you, right? Um, everyone has that, that balance. But if your physical health, your mental health, your emotional health, your spiritual health, your financial health, your relational health with your spouse, if you're not on point on all those things, then don't fucking worry about all the other stuff that you can't control that's out going on in the economy or the world, and I'm sure I'm going to get some some crazy, you know, emails from you guys on this one. But I just feel like you've got to take responsibility for your life. Otherwise, don't be don't be fear-mongering, don't be taking in that shit 
and letting it stew in you because all that does is make it even worse, right? Get your life and be an example for, for good and, and be that beacon of light in the world. Otherwise, don't fucking waste your time with all the bullshit that's going on in the world because you're not bringing your best to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't worry about what's going on unless you are bringing your best because that is what is the most important. That is what's going to affect your children. That's what's going to affect your community. That's going to, what's going to affect your, your energy levels of getting shit done throughout your day and how you show up like at your church or just your, your, your outlook on life. Okay. So that's my challenge to you. Take that media diet, you know, delete the apps, take the social media, take the news, whatever the case might be, turn off the notifications that pop up on your computer, take all those away. Just try it. Try it for a day, try it for three days, try it for a week, try it for a month, whatever the case might be. Just see how you feel if after you go on a little bit of a a diet, if you will, and you cut out all that stuff that is garbage in and see how you feel. Okay. And then see if I, if, if my ideas still sound crazy, I almost guarantee you that you're going to have a better outlook on life. You're going to have more space in your brain. You're going to have a less heavy of a heart and it's going to impact your relationships and the way that you take care of yourself physically, emotionally. So anyways, soapbox, I'm stepping off of it. That's my challenge to you. I hope you enjoy the the podcast today. And as I, I always, I would love your feedback. And I'm looking forward to catching up with you on the next episode. All right. Have an amazing day. Take care. And I want to thank you so much for listening to The Johnny King Show. And hey, if you got something positive from this episode, please subscribe to the show, share it on your favorite social platform, and then tag me in it so I can say hi. It would also mean the world to me if you wrote a review of the show on Apple Podcasts because I read every single one. Do you feel like there's something I could be doing better? Awesome. I totally thrive on constructive feedback, and it's always welcome. So if you've got questions or concerns, you can always reach me via email at podcast at johnnyking.com. And then please follow me on Instagram at johnnyking, facebook.com backslash johnnykingmenscoach on my YouTube channel and LinkedIn. Thanks again for joining me. I've been Johnny King. You've been amazing. And we'll catch up with you next time. Take care.